Hey, everybody. It's 6 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest two hours of hour of comedy that comedies on Fridays. And I'm excited I get to host from the stage because I got a board up. Everybody clap it up for Chad, running the ones and twos for my brilliant buddies on Thursdays from 2 to 4. Exciting show. Uh, all right. Pull out the music. I'm going to tell some jokes. Just a couple. Uh, I wrote I wrote a couple new jokes this week. It was kind of the best week of my life, really. One of the reasons. I'm not usually right. I come up with many crazy theories. You've heard my jokes for a long time. You know about the T-Rex theory. There are other theories. I've been saying a theory for a long time, months even, that smoking pot is what has made me never get COVID because I've coated my lungs in this beautiful, perfect tar that is impervious to the COVID SARS thingy. Meow, meow, meow. I was right. <laughs> On Wednesday, a study came out from real doctors that said, indeed, indeed, weed blocks the COVID from the body in the... I was right. I was right. I was so, I, I sound like Cosby. <laughs> yeah, because I was right. I feel like a dad right now. I'm like, I, I told you. So now some of my other theories might hold some fucking water, might they not? Ha <laughs> ha. For example, I feel like everything we know is wrong because the T-Rex bones were put back together incorrectly. T-Rex bones, 33rd parallel. The bones just fell on the ground. And then the hubris of the male paleontologists to say, well, the biggest, coolest dinosaur must have walked on two legs. Even though an articulated spine from its head to its tail, weird hip cap flipping it over. Little tiny arms, can't do anything, can't even reach the little mouth. But if you flip that hip cap around and make it a breastbone, those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. T-Rex was a dragon. Right? Right? Because you move those little arms back. You move the little arms to legs. Have you ever seen a bird with big legs? Never. Huge birds. Tiny legs. T-Rex. Because of all the mythology. St. George and the dragon. The Chinese people in the dragon, the Japanese people in the dragon, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the Danish people are in on it. T-Rex was a dragon. Okay, another concept this week. I don't know if, who lives in San Francisco? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I live near Civic Center and what I've noticed that this past two weeks, cute cops. SFPD put out some like, I don't know what they did, like some calendar contest and they were like, you know what? If we're going to be moving questionably housed people and Asian lady stores, blanket stores, maybe if they're good looking, they won't mind so much. Cute. I saw a three of them together, a bevy of them, a redhead and a, and a, and a, a brown. A, there were different colors and they were so cute. And I smiled at them because if I'm not going to be wearing a mask, I might as well smile. Right. I smiled and they smiled back. And I said, I hope that the SFPD makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked and they smiled. And how many lives did I save today? You know, like a happy cop is not going to shoot someone. 
So I think that I'm part of the circle of cycle. If I could just objectify cops, they're like, wow, I've never been objectified. I'm like, you really do good look, look good in uniform. This tight ass is on these cute, cute cops. Okay. Was that my only other new joke today? There was one other thing that I was working on. Ah, I've done four minutes. I'm done. All right. Welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. Thank you, the real people that are here that have souls and are real people. Um, your first comedian of the night. I'm so excited to bring him up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Tim Taylor. Yay. Calendar cops. I love it. Thank you, Pam. Awesome, smoke pot, no COVID. Very good. Great, feels great to be back. Happy New Year. We're getting back into something again. I, I was thinking about that, uh, that, that saying that insanity is, is, what is it, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Like, yeah, you know, that's sort of like uh, the 49ers fans thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo is actually gonna win them a, a Super Bowl. That's never gonna happen. That's insanity in my mind. Well, my version of insanity is, uh, I went and visited my mother over the holidays. It's just, I, I go there thinking it's gonna go well and it never does. Anybody got moms in here? Okay, yeah, anybody got mommy issues in here? I have mommy issues to the max. And uh, you know, my mom, when I go out, she goes fishing for me, and, but, but her, her bait is criticism. She just throws, she went, and when she casts, she likes to cast aspersions and doubts to try and get me, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, but where she goes, I think you guys might know this if you actually have seen it online, it's really beautiful. It's right at the bottom of Mount Resentment. <laughs> with, the, with the snow that drips down and goes, and it just goes right into the river of unhealthy patterns and, and, and goes right over passive aggressive falls. And she knows where to, to, to fish because she goes right to Lake Inferior. It's beautiful. Lake Inferior is beautiful. And she just, you know, she's, she, she, she knows how, how to get to me. But it's like that beautiful movie. You guys remember that movie, Montana, the fishing movie? Our, my, my, version, my version is a trigger runs through it. <laughs> Come on, there's a, so let's hear from the mommy issues in the house. A trigger runs through it, mommy in the house. But she, you know, she just is, 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 committed to it because she wow there we go hi mom <laughs> please try again <laughs> so she sends out the she puts out the bait she throws it out there she'll say things to me and i'm a little fish swimming around she's like you must be really embarrassed about the drinking and using before you got sober and just drops the bait there for me to go grab it and shit. You know what I'm saying? Or she, it's just like, I just keep swimming, keep swimming. She throws it out there. She goes, you, you have a bad temper. I don't know where you got that. I was never angry or mad at you when I was a kid. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, and, and she keeps throwing it, trying to get me. And I was okay. And then she got me. We were at a sushi place. And this waitress was awful. She was awful. So I suggested that... I don't think we should give her a full tip. And she tied a fly, spit on it. Don't worry, I didn't spit on the thing. She, and she just threw it out there, and she said, Timothy, which I hate, shame on you, which I hate. And I went up and grabbed it and just went at it. And, and next thing I know, I'm saying, so why did you say that? She said, I didn't really say anything. You hurt my feelings. Well, you hurt my feelings. 
she says something, I react. She asks a question, I start to get triggered. She goes silent, I get angry. She's so unhealthy. Oh, come on, it's me. I'm unhealthy. Sorry. That's a new joke I'm trying out. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, you know, right, right when she was ready to get me, I, I, I spit the hook because the hook was deep into me because I was really upset with her. And, uh, and, and I went off to the bathroom, which back in the day was my way of doing copious lines of Coke to actually, yeah, thank you. Huh? We had mommy issues and Coke users in the house, right? They go together like peanut butter and jelly, huh? Coke use and mommy issues. Well, actually, I went in to call my therapist, but I came back, and my mom was telling the story about the big one that got away. She goes, it was huge. And he's like, yeah, and he really is huge because he doesn't eat the way I want him to. He doesn't exercise enough. That's my mother. Thank you very much. I'm Tim Taylor. Free therapy for Tim Taylor. Yeah. Thank you for being here, everyone. He feels better now. I do, too, because my mom issues aren't as bad as yours. I just don't ever talk to her again. It's that easy. Uh, your next comedian, I bet he has, like, a really nice family because he went home for Christmas, and that's meaningful. And he's really funny, and I hope you all enjoy him very much. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay! Keep going for Pam, guys. All right, all right. That's right, I did go home for the holidays. Uh, people there were like, hey man, you live in California, that's really expensive there, right? I'm like, yeah, it's, but it's mainly just the housing. Other stuff costs about the same as it does elsewhere. Like for instance, recently I was like in the market for a used car, I saw an ad, I thought it was pretty reasonable, $9,000. But it said if you wanted to live in it, it's $900,000. <laughs> it's like, whew. what else we got going on, guys? But uh, I bought candy for a kid I didn't know the other day. That, and it, I felt like it came off badly. <laughs> I was at this like convenience store near my house, and a kid comes in by himself. He's like a seven-year-old kid. He's got a dollar with him, and he's like, "Where's the gum?" And the guy's like over there. He picks out some gum. I'm checking out, and he brings it over. And the guy says, "That's two dollars." And the kid's like, "You have anything for one dollar?" And I'm like, "Hey, don't worry about it, kid. Just put it up here with my stuff. I got gotcha, you. You know." And then I uh, bought the stuff, and he tried to give me the dollar, and I was like, ah, don't worry about it. And the guy gave me a look, like, you just bought candy for a strange kid. <laughs> and I felt, I realized I should have taken the dollar, right? If I take his dollar, then it makes it more transactional, you know, because nobody worries about the guy that says, hey, kid, come back to my van. Candy is half off. I support LGBTQ+. I hope you guys do, too. I am glad they went with the plus at a certain point, though. I feel like it was. It used to be LGBTQIA. And at some point, somebody decided, let's dial this back and just say plus. I think it was when the A arrived. You know what the A stands for? Asexual. Which is kind of getting off topic when you think about it a little bit, isn't it? Asexuals were like, you know that thing you're talking about? Sex? We don't want any part of it, but we demand inclusion. But like going into Mensa, being like, listen, I'm no genius, but I, I do not have room for me in your corporation. I don't know, whatever it is. I messed that up. <laughs> that tag's not going to work. <laughs> Speaking of bigotry, the, uh, I think the, the most unique form of bigotry is ageism, I think. 
Ageism is a weird one because we all have to admit at a certain point that age is bad. It's, it's a bad thing to get super old. It sucks. None of the other, none of the other forms of bigotry are like this, you know? Like you're not allowed to go, uh, you know, uh, I'm against racism and then turn to your sister and be like, we got to do something about grandma because she's not getting any wider. That wouldn't be right. A lot of people talk about uh, women faking orgasms. That's a thing, but I, I don't know if it is a thing, actually. I think the bigger problem is women faking not having orgasms. Because wouldn't you do that? That would be the move. If you could have multiple orgasms, guys, why not just fake not having one first so that you could have another one? Like, really, nothing yet? And they're like, hmm, no, no, nothing yet. <laughs> You guys, I'm just saying, women are playing chess, you guys, and we're playing checkers. <laughs> By the way, has anybody ever just sat two people down, had one of them play chess, the other one play checkers? I'm just saying, it could be interesting. You guys know about imposter syndrome? Anybody got that? I don't know if I have it, because imposter syndrome is bad for people, it's bad for employees, but it's even worse for the employer, right? Because now all of their incompetent employees know about it. And they have to walk around thinking, maybe I just have imposter syndrome. Maybe I'm good at my job. All right. But moving. You guys ever heard Polish jokes? That used to be a thing. Is that still a thing? People tell Polish jokes? Like, all Polish people are dumb. That's the idea of Polish jokes. That seemed crazy to me. How could that possibly be true? I mean, some of them are Jews. Thank you. Dan Lewis, everyone, doing some racially charged jokes. Uh, I'm so white, I can't even make my ass golf clap. Golf clap, you know, white people. Thank you. Thanks, white guys. That's good. All right, your next comedian. I'm really excited to bring him up. You're going to love him. Everybody, Brady Pearson. Yay. Oh, my God. Thank you, Pam. And thank you, Dan, for white-splaining um, asexuality to us. I appreciate it. I wasn't ready to, as a representative of the LGBTQ plus A whatever community, to tell you this, but since he brought it up, plus means premium service. You thought it was gay before. We will not rest until everyone is a drag queen. <sighs> I wasn't always as fabulous faggot that you see before me. Before you, well, before me, of course, because I'm that beautiful, but um, before you. I guess I should have known gay when I wanted to punch Julie Andrews in the face. She was standing in front of Christopher Plummer, who wouldn't. Didn't you feel that? Did anybody else want to? No. What I didn't know is that would grow into a lifetime of obsession with, I don't know what I, what I learned to be good at, which is like kind of like cocksucking. Is anybody else here in the room into cocksucking? Anybody? Yeah. I, I realized I had, I, I had sucked so much cock that it led me to the existential question. How many miles of cock have I sucked? Now, let's do the math here. Now, gentlemen, if it's, let's say it's six inches, I'm being generous in your case, obviously. So six inches, one, up to six pinches, six, six, uh, one pass is a foot, let's say, and then three, seven. So then I realized, like last night, I had sucked a marathon. 
it led me to other fantasies that I might have tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The other one would be like, what if we had like um, a Dick Olympics? And one of the sports would be something like um, synchronized fisting. I'd be really on top of that one, wouldn't you? Um, another fantasy I have is because like I see how we're all coming, you know, being torn apart as a nation and I wanted to come up with two new fragrances that would bring us together. And this is for um, the white supremacists that we all know. It's The first one is called White Woman. And you gotta say it like that, you know, kind of like, white woman. The tagline is, always in front. And for you white guys out there, I don't want you to feel like you're left out, because there is something for you. It's called, entitled. <laughs> it's how you feel. I know it's weird to have a white person make fun of white people, but um, I look like a fucking snowstorm, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have one last fantasy for you, so um, I rewrote Little Orphan Annie as um, Little Orphan Fanny, and I'm going to get this thing to you right now, if you don't mind. It goes something like this. <clears throat> Your son'll come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh my, come. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, you're only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Pam. Brady Pearson, everyone. All right. Who's everybody here to see? Is there like a specific person that you're here to support? Big group of people? Everyone, you're just here because you saw the sign on the street or? Like, that's amazing, I'm so happy. There's, I'm convinced it's Sarah somehow, but uh, uh, you're, you're, up, you're up after the next comic. I'm really excited, this is a great night of really funny people on the list and I'm super excited for your next one. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Chris Beasley, yay! <laughs> Thank you, thank you, yeah. Oh man, happy New Year's, happy New Year's. Um, New Year's is hard for me. It's hard because every year I set a goal to not be me, you know? It's like every year I want to be less me than I was last year. This year my goal is to be more like my role model, Riley Reed, the porn star. Because she's dedicated, you know? She's driven, takes things head on, you know? Every day she starts to work with a smile on her face. Well, not just a smile on her face. And I, I love that, that tenacity, because that's what I want. You know, a lot of guys watch porn to get off. I watch porn to get inspired. You know? Saw this really inspirational clip. This poor girl comes home, finds her mom fucking the shit out of her boyfriend. 
And instead of getting down, she thinks, how can I make the most out of this situation? You know, that's, that's what I need, you know? Because porn stars, man, they don't, they don't quit. They go until they finish everywhere. They just do it, man, and I, I need that tenacity. Man, because me, I set a goal and I give up because it's too big, you know? Not Riley. She doesn't care how big it is. She says, you know what? It's going to be hard. It's supposed to be hard. Because if it's not hard, it's not worth fucking with. <laughs> you may cry. You may frown. But just let your eyes roll to the back of your head and enjoy the ride. Because it's about the process. It's about the journey, you know? I, I feel like porn stars, they, they just so inspiring because me i i'm in a situation where i'll change my goal just because it's the wrong situation wrong place wrong time porn stars i saw riley she was in a grocery store and i was like surely not oh oh people walked in there were people there i was like okay it's gonna oh oh my god meanwhile me i'll be having the ig post and someone sees me and i quit i was like oh my god i'm an idiot i'm uncomfortable I feel shame immediately. Not porn stars, man. I can't even watch regular motivational videos anymore. You know, the Michael Bay music, the black and white filter, someone's running. I don't need to watch a video to get up and run. I just need to see one other black person running and I'm running too. I don't need a video to go to the gym. I just need one girl to say she'll sleep with guys that go to the gym. And now I'm in the gym. You know, I just need to be inspired like the porn stars. That's what I want because I feel like I'm too normal, too boring, just not with it. You know, porn stars are amazing though. They're shameless. Don't you feel like nowadays, in order to really make it, you got to be guiltless or shameless? Now, you can't just be normal. Me, I, I'm a normal guy, very normal. I run from all stereotypes. I don't want to stand out in any way. I only eat cantaloupe. You know. <laughs> it's just, it's all I know to do, man. I just like to fit in. But nowadays, I got to learn how to stand out, so I'll be sucking dick uh, for money outside. <laughs> Please help my dream. Thank you. My name's Chris Beasley. <laughs> Chris Beasley, support his dream. Yay. Porn doesn't inspire me, um, but the Great British Baking Show does. Uh, good question. Is, are any, any of you vegans? None of you? You'd tell me if you were. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So, but you eat bread, right? You eat bread. And that's crazy, because I bake so much bread, and it, so you take you take the yeast and it's dormant. It's science. You, you take the yeast and it's dormant and then you feed it and you make it alive and you enslave it into your dough and you make it work and it like burps and farts and stuff and then it makes your dough rise and then you heat up the oven and murder entire cultures. Bread is some Nazi shit, bro. <laughs> it's like, vegans, you crazy. 
All right, that was just a science joke because your next comedian is a scientist and also a comedian. Clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Sarah Guth. Yay! Uh, for the holidays, I uh, got myself the latest model of the Rona. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally asymptomatic. Yeah, it was uh, super easy to blend in. Um, but I did learn a valuable lesson, all right? Don't get tested because you're probably positive, okay? I know most of you probably don't have access to testing anyway, and here I am, like, no symptoms, <laughs> getting tested just for kicks. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, free through my job, which I've been doing entirely for home, from home for months now. Um, but no, I know some of you think you might want access to testing, uh, but you don't, right? Guys, ignorance is freedom right now, okay? Because like what you don't know can't kill you, okay? Can only kill someone else. Like you're gonna be fine. I, that joke might be a little bit too soon. Um, now, I, I wasn't totally asymptomatic. Um, I did start sneezing a lot more. Uh, yeah, it totally blew my cover. <laughs> um, it's really annoying. I, I tried to blame it on allergies, but apparently that's like more of a spring thing. Um, anyway, though, I did learn something about myself in quarantine. Uh, I kept getting that nose tickle that would like build up until I was like about to sneeze and then subside and then build up again and then subside and that would happen like several more times before like I finally sneezed and got some relief um, and that's when I realized like you know I'm I'm not into edging <laughs> yeah like I feel like I've tried it and it's just like not something I'm into sexually um, yeah also want to talk about I I used to run a lot um, it was a quick way to make friends like I'd move to a new city uh, join a running team and then like instantly have a pack of new friends to run 15 miles with every Sunday um, then one Sunday uh, while I was losing control of my bladder from exhaustion at mile 13 uh, I thought to myself like it's gotta be a less exhausting way to make friends, you know? I want the kind of friendship where like every Sunday, instead of running 15 miles, we like eat 15 pancakes, you know, spend $15 on, a, on an avocado toast. Um, but no, it turns out making friends the normal way is uh, actually even more exhausting. It's like apparently when you have a conversation with someone and you're not running, you're like, they like expect you to like stare into their eyes and shit. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, I, you know, uh, what else I do for the holidays? I, um, I actually went to stay with my boyfriend's family. Um, yeah, and uh, first day, his mom said to me, you know, while you're here, we'd love to try some of your family's like holiday traditions or foods. You know, we, we want you to feel like you're at home. Uh -huh. I was like, why would I want to feel like I'm in the one place that I came here specifically to avoid? <laughs> like, you think I'm here because I was, like, excited to share a bunk bed with your adult son? Because I was, like, dying to visit the suburbs of Chicago in December? No, but I have, I've invested over 10 years of my life into one day getting her son to propose, so instead I was like, thank you! <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, like every year my uh, family gets together at my parents' house and doesn't matter how long it's been since we all hung out, we pick up right where we left off, uh, yeah, fighting. <laughs> um, yeah, and it all builds up to our most exciting family tradition, uh, mom threatening to divorce dad. Every year she ruins it for the whole family though by once again not following through with it. Um, yeah, you guys have been great. Uh, give it up for Pam and all the other comedians coming up. Sarah Guth, everyone. Yay. I'm, so, I'm going to move this. Oh, that's better. Doesn't that feel better? Okay. Uh, you're a nice comedian. I'm excited to bring him up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dorian Trong. Yay! How are you guys doing tonight? I just want to share that I am very excited about how diverse our homeless is in the city. You know what I mean? Like nothing warms my heart more than like seeing a black homeless guy light the pipe, a crack pipe of a white homeless guy just mm, warms me the right way. My favorite homeless person is uh, are the ones you can find in the Tenderloin or who I call the classic homeless. You know what I mean? Like they have, they're the type of homeless that have all their stuff with them in, like at all times. You know what I mean? So I, I like that because I like to be able to evaluate the situation before I give them any money. You know what I mean? So when they said, hey, sir, can you, uh, can you spare a couple dollars? I was like, okay. Because you never know. Like, they, I don't know. Like, some in the city, some, now some of these homeless people aren't really homeless, right? Sometimes I'll see a guy and they ask me for money. I'm like, are you homeless or are you just mad the bar is a cash-only bar? Like, the other day, uh, some guy came up to me and said, hey, excuse me, sir, can you uh, spare $12? Well, what the hell? That's an hour's wage, man. What do you need that for? So I'm trying to get this uh, microbrew IPA in there. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, if I gave you my money, I won't have any money myself. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna tonight? Are you gonna go to the shelter and ask for a two bed, two bath? Um. So yeah, I've been on the dating websites. You guys familiar with those? And, uh, you know, sometimes I would come across a, a transgendered person, and always my first reaction is like, whoa, they are smoking hot. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to tell that they were transgendered if they didn't label themselves, you know, non-organic. I mean, <laughs> they are so hot. Everything is perfect, perfect hair. They got the eyelashes, nails done. You know what I mean? I could finally tell a... Uh, why uh, men make more money than women, you know what I mean? Like sure, they're doing the same work, but uh, the effort's definitely different. <laughs> I've uh, decided to be uh, more honest, and I am gonna stop agreeing with uh, things that everybody th are saying, but like nobody agrees, you know what I mean? Like for example, teachers are heroes. Is our teachers heroes everyone here? Do you guys agree? You do? Okay, how could both teachers be heroes and also we have this school to prison pipeline? 
Like, how could those two things exist at the same time? You know what I mean? And why do we say we've collectively in here, we probably had hundreds of teachers. And none, none of them are heroes. You know, you hear that they don't even want to go back to school right now because it's too risky to teach little children. I don't think risk is the issue, you know. They're not afraid to risk when they're fucking the kids, am I right? Am I right? All right, that's my time, thank you. Our resident contrarian, Dorian Trung. Doubling down on the misogyny, the child rape, really getting in there for you. Really doing it. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. That's the precept of feminism, I think. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Incidentally, looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. All right, your next, poof, it's meaty. Uh, your next comedian, she's one of my favorite people on the scene. I know you're gonna love her. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut, yay! Can you hear me okay? Hello. I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Jeez. No, I mean that awareness they have when you do yoga or exercise. I don't know. I don't do that kind of shit anymore. I pretty much live in my head. And don't take that the wrong way either, you twisted lot. No, I mean, I, I'm always having conversations about stuff in my head to try to understand. Why is that guy crabby? Is, he, is it my fault? No, I think he's crabby like that. Are you sure? I think it's me. Well, I'll tell you what I am in touch with. I am in touch with my feelings, and I can feel you wanted a better ending to that joke. Okay, I'll work on that. I haven't always been this psychologically sound. I used to have panic attacks and faint at the sight of blood. Mine or anyone else's. And I worked in kitchens with knives and blades, all kinds of sharp utensils. Invariably, I cut myself. There were always these warning signs before I'd faint. I'd get tingly all over. Everyone started looking like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> then I'd get dizzy. And all of a sudden, fall down, we have a fall down. You might ask me, if you're that afraid of blood, then why did you become a chef? Well, I love the smell of charred flesh. <laughs> and people think you're weird if you hang outside of burning buildings all the time. Whenever someone would slip with an oyster knife or sever their finger on the slicing machine, I'd beeline for the walk-in and begin alphabetizing the eggs. Egg. 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 Turns out they're all under E. Usually the cold air helped, but all too often I'd wake up face down in a bucket of escargot. And once in some very tasty gazpacho. So one night it was just me cooking. I'm cutting a brioche, a stupid French sweet roll, and fall down. We have a fall down. The waiters were always very kind. Attention customers, the sous chef has cut herself and has passed out on the floor again. And we have a winner. Table five, you correctly guessed face up and bread knife. Congratulations, you win a free tiramisu made earlier today by the comatose chef herself. 
Good times, people. You get that? They were betting on how I would, okay. <laughs> I'm never sure if that goes over or not. And just, yeah, we got it, okay. Um, uh, how about a song? Do you know this song? Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. No? Okay. I didn't know that song. All right. Um, I'd like to live my life without fear. I really would. But until that time, I say, you know what, fear? Fuck you. That's right. Fuck you, fear. Fuck you and all your extended family. Fuck you, anxiety. Fuck you, hesitation. Eat shit, procrastination. Just die, embarrassment. Curl up and die. It's feelings like you that make this world a miserable, rotten place that it is. Go ahead, ask yourselves. If you weren't afraid or anxious or embarrassed to do something, you know how much you could accomplish? For instance, ow. <laughs> if I weren't so afraid of having my head chopped off, I might still be a pastry chef. If you weren't so hesitant to wear plaid, you might find true love. <laughs> my own mother was deeply, deeply afraid to have anyone see her drinking a cold beer on a warm night. She'd stand in the hallway and have nobody see her, so she'd drink her beer. I told her, Mom, none of the neighbors cares if you have a cold beer on a warm night, especially in your own house, especially after Mrs. Teasdale rang the doorbell once too often and you shot her. Fuck you, embarrassment. Have a cold one. <laughs> she didn't really shoot anyone. I just like saying Mrs. Teasdale. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you. Bringing up Pam. <laughs> everyone she's fantastic you're all holding fast and holding in are you having fun yeah uh, it, every time it's always different and it's it's uh they're great young new comics everybody putting their shit together uh new on the scene but he's been working really hard clap your hands together everybody for a jay yeah hey guys hi oh you're very polite thank you uh she said I'm working hard. I, 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 I think that's just because I'm Indian, but uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that anyway. I will take the compliment. How are we doing? This is kind of scary because all your eyes are looking at me, and I'm like, feel like, feel, feel like I have to make eye contact. I feel like a lot of pressure right here. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys can still catch autism. It's it's very it's very possible. Uh, yeah, vaccines don't actually cause autism. Um, quarantine probably does though. Like I, I had COVID a couple weeks ago, and like. I was like, yeah, I can feel it coming out. I can feel it coming out. I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai. I've been doing a lot of karate in my room. This is, this is going very, very rough. I, I, bl I blame my autism on my dad, though, because like, as a young young kid, we used to travel a lot to India, and uh, we just sit in the airport, and I didn't have a phone. I, I didn't like to read. He was like, hey, just look at the planes. Look at all the planes. And he would just try to teach me about planes. And I was like, okay, I can feel this coming out. I can feel this obsession slowly growing within me. And... Uh, yeah, years later, I'm like I, I feel like I'm obsessed with planes now. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just how it is. I had one like crazy belief because of because of that. Uh, uh, I grew up in South Bay, and there's a lot of Asian moms out there. Uh, and uh, if you guys know anything about Asian moms, they're really big fans of Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the visor going. They're like really, really big fans. I didn't ever. It's crazy, but I didn't know that. So I was like. Oh, that just—it looks like they're just trying to be like airplane, co like air, air, like pilots, because it looks like a po cockpit, right? Kind of like obsessed with planes. Um, 
Yeah, and I was like, okay, that makes sense why they're probably bad drivers. You know, they're just practicing for a much larger, much bigger runway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he got me a little bit obsessed with planes, but I do realize that there's some fucked up things about flying, like emergency exit rows. It, that shit doesn't make any sense to me, right? Because, like, anybody sits down. They don't, they don't stop you, right? Like, I saw, like, a flight attendant walk up to a lady, and she was like, hey, will you help in the event of emergency? Uh, if, the plane, if the plane goes down, will you help? I was like, I just saw you help her into the, into the chair. I don't know if, I mean, she just, you just helped her with her bags. I don't think this is a great idea. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, and she, she also, like, she walks up, and that's kind of a loaded question, right? Like, will you help in the event of an emergency, right? Because you don't know how this lady can hold down food, right? Anything could happen, right? You, the, the inflatable rafts, rafts open up, and you just have, like, shit just streaking down, and you're like, Damn it, we should ask somebody else. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been, uh, uh, so completely off topic. I've been trying to be a little bit open-minded when it, come to, when it comes to dating. Dude, I'm smooth as fuck, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been trying to be a little bit open-minded. I've been trying to date, like, a little bit outside of my, like, demographic, right? Like, I've been trying to date some older women, and, um, um, one of my roommates is really for this. She's in an age gap relationship. We're both 23, but her boyfriend is 32, right? That's a pretty big age gap. And she's like, hey, Jay, are you into age gaps? Like, in, in, in dating? I was like, I don't, I, I just, I could just say I'm into cougars. I don't need to, like, nobody's asking follow-up questions if I'm saying I'm into age gap dating. I'm 23. I can't go the opposite direction. That's not how this works. Well, you never ask a little person if they're into height gap dating. Okay, all right. Appreciate it. You guys, you've been great. Thank you. I'm a J. Yay for a J! Yeah. Your next comic is visiting us from LA. I'm super excited that he's here. Clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Ray Easter! Yay! if you uh, remember the comic that was saying that porn was uh, inspirational. If you remember that. Think that guy ever deletes his history? Not a chance. Not a chance. I think he's very proud of it. I got a story behind every tab. Um, <laughs> just go through the whole list. <laughs> it's cool. I got a quick question. For you guys, uh, does anybody here believe in ghosts? Yeah, okay, guys. Wow, all right. It's more than I thought it would be, but that's <laughs> all right. You guys will get this into this, I guess. Uh, well, let me. I have no idea. Let me ask you guys this: uh, Why haven't been? Why haven't there been any black ghosts? Mm, see, got you. Yeah, you don't think we have anybody we'd want to haunt for? I don't know. 400 years, I'm ballparking it. Ballparking it. No, Actually, it does make sense why there's no black ghosts. I looked it up in the dictionary. Because um, I have nothing better to do. Um, no, the, de the, uh, the uh, definition of a ghost is the embodiment of when uh, a spirit has lived uh, most of his life feeling guilt and, and shame. Uh, and that's what makes it so hard to move over to the, to the next realm. I was like, oh, they caught it. It's right there in the beginning. It's the guilt part, right? Like, 
Who's, who's guiltier than you guys? <laughs> Come on. It's the name white guilt, and that's, that's in it. And that's why black people won't be ghosts, because, you know, don't have anything to feel guilty for, so. Now, OJ will be the first black ghost. There he is. Yes, he's in his 70s, so we might see it soon in our lifetime. <laughs> you know. All right, I like that one. Guess the, the white women in here should be absolutely terrified. Because we, I'm just saying, we know his demographic. <laughs> I'm just warning you. If you're ever alone in your house, you know, kitchen, whatever, and you see some floating gloves go by, get the fuck out of there. It's, <laughs> it's the juice. <laughs> so dumb. Can <laughs> so, you imagine though? That'd be scary as shit, OJ as a ghost. Like he ran a 4-7 to get into the league. If you think that's fast, wait till he starts going through walls. Like he's gonna be unstoppable. <laughs> There's not a lineman or a door that's gonna stop this man. Um, Pam mentioned earlier, I'm from, uh, I, live in, I live in LA, not from there, thank God. Um, I moved out there, uh, no health insurance, $800 in my, in my account, and that's obviously not enough for insurance. It's like get, a, get you about two weeks of coverage. And on the 15th, they're like, you're fucking done with this. <laughs> we need 800 more. That's tough, because like, I, I, uh, I have asthma, and it's, you know, and uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but to get, uh, to get an inhaler without uh, insurance, it costs like four or 500 bucks. Yeah, one inhaler, 100 pumps. Yep, so that's why I had to go on the legal black market Craigslist, as you know, yeah, and uh, and I got a guy. Mm. Yep, thank you. I have a dealer for my inhaler. It's like some narco shit. It's fucking, it's so crazy. I got a guy, you know, he drives down to Mexico, buys a bunch of off-brand Mexican inhalers, shoves them in his ass, and and drives back up to the border. I told him he didn't have to do that last part, but he's like, I live this life. I'm like, all right. My guy's committed, I like that. I am glad having asthma is not illegal, because that'd be so fucking weird. If you can imagine, like if I got caught in like some like weird inhaler op bust, you know, some fucking sting and shit. Like if the, if the cops got me before I made the deal, I'm definitely not running. <laughs> I'd be like, guys, I showed up here out of breath, so you got me, okay? <laughs> I, I can't breathe. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Black lungs matter. All right. Thank you. Bye. Ray Easter. Hooray. Very exciting. Um, hey, Ian. Because um, Connor isn't here, and either is the one after him, Kyle. And what's the guy whose name I forgot already? Shaylin. You want to go up after Ian? Yeah, I like Ian. Okay, cool. I like Ian, too. He's actually one of my favorite people um, in the San Francisco comedy scene. I think he's so funny, and it's so much 
he's, it's, he has a great future ahead of him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you very much, Pam. She likes me more than my own mother. It's good to know. Glad this guy likes me already, though. Got one fan, and I'm going to make all of you not like me. Okay, two fans. Here we go. Better remember me before I'm famous. Uh, now let's, uh, let's bomb. Okay. Um, this is just a thought I had. I always, um, I always see these stories about inventions that have happened in American history, and they always try to hype up the story of the invention to make it way more dramatic. You'll hear it, it's like, they called me a madman. They thought I was insane for doing it, but then you find out the invention's like the light bulb. It's like, that's a pretty good idea, I feel like, you know? Because I saw, I saw the, the founder of Google, he was talking about it and he was like, everybody thought I was crazy. They, were, they didn't think I could do it. And I talked to close friends that said it wasn't even possible that nobody would ever use this. And it was like, oh, a search engine where you put in anything and you have every result for that? Like, who are these people that are like, not gonna happen, bro? Like, what a bunch of fucking assholes. I don't know, moving on. Um, let's see, oh yeah, I work, at a, I work at a pet supply store and it's cool, you know, it's, it's low key, but uh, if, have you guys ever talked to a dog person? You've got to talk to a dog person? Yeah, they're the worst, right? Um, they're the worst, and it's even worse when they feel like they can talk about their dogs, especially in a pet supply store, because they just say whatever, and it pisses me off, okay? I really don't like people anymore, honestly. I'm really losing faith in humanity. I don't like anybody that comes in. One time this lady came in, I swear to fucking God, she goes, do you have any vegan dog food? Oh my God, okay. I, I was like breathing in pain. I was like, no, we don't actually, but what I really wanted to say was, hey, go fuck yourself. That's what I wanted to say. Vegan dog food. Do we want to live in a world where there's vegan dogs? Do you want to live in a world where there's vegan dogs? No. We're already going to deal with vegan people. What do we do with a goddamn vegan dog? It's going, it's at the dog park, going up to dogs with bones in its mouth. Like, is that really ethically sourced? Do you know where that bone came from? No. It's a slippery slope, too, you know? Next thing we got, like, gender-fluid dogs. That's <laughs> like, you're just like, oh, wow, your dog's so cute. Can I pet him? And they're just like, um, actually, <laughs> the dog looks up at me in this scenario. The dog looks up and it's like, um, actually, um, I don't really deal with those archaic terms, you know? I go by they, them, and I'm sitting there like, dogs can talk? <laughs> I, I didn't know. I that was the fucking stupidest joke ever. Because <laughs> I'm like... I'm going to say gender fluid and they're not going to like me, so I'm going to make it funny this way, and I just butchered it. Okay. <laughs> what else have we got with dogs? Oh, yeah. Another thing that's funny, not funny, uh, it's funny a little bit. Uh, homeless people with dogs. That's a little funny, right? And it's, the, it's like, could, I'm sorry. And I, you know, look at me. I'm not homeless, maybe, yet. Um, I'm not homeless, but uh, I do notice that it's like, imagine living a life where you wake up every single day you don't know where your next meal is going to come from, and you don't know where you're going to sleep next, and you're thinking, you know what I need? Another animal that also has these problems. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And these poor dogs, you know, they could have been adopted by, you know, a nice, affluent family, but they just got picked up by some dude who lives on Hate Street. So I think that kind of sucks for them. <sighs> that was really cool. I'm a really nice guy, aren't I, huh? <laughs> I'm really nice, okay? Don't use anything I've just said against me. Uh, this is all a joke, and I'm quitting after this. Uh, that's been my type. Thank you, I'm Ian Langlands.
I like it when people look like they're supposed to be nice, then say mean things. I think that juxtaposition is very funny. Uh, your next comedian, I'm excited to um, bring up. It's your first time here. That's exciting for me. Everybody clap wildly for Shaylin. Everybody. Nice. Nice. I like your mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to get my phone out. Don't judge me for that. Um, like what's, what's your screen time? Probably like five hours. It's not a big deal. Um, I know you, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're like, no, it's not five hours. And then you're like, no, I didn't even think that. Um, all right. Well, um, my name is Shaylin. I'm, I'm an American Indian, Dallas raised, space bound. Um, I've always been confused when people are like, I want to go to space. Because, like, where do you think you are? There's nowhere else to go, really. <laughs> I've got a few jokes for you tonight, that being the first one. Um, provided that I don't get too nervous and vomit. Um, I had a veggie corn dog for lunch. Yes, uh, sometimes I vomit. I was throwing up pure white claw the other day. I was like, damn, I should just put this back in the can. L leave it in my fridge for my roommate. I could start replenishing them like the water cycle. Solve all kinds of shit. It really was just White Claw, but the other way, I don't think any component of it got processed by my body. It was like swallowing and then throwing up a gold coin. Completely inert. <laughs> my roommate was drinking one of the recycled ones, and he was like, why does this taste like a veggie corn dog? Bloody hell. I was like, you don't like, just throw it away. I made that with love. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Orgy organizers probably use when to meet. The scheduling web app. By now, microwaves should be chill with a spoon, you know? It's time for technology to have gotten there, right? <laughs> no offense. Some of y'all are like, I work for a microwave company. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't think that. <laughs> all right, all right. I let my roommate borrow my Theragun, but first, I set it to his resonant frequency. I thought it would kill him, but instead it just gave him a British accent. Dude's from Boston. One of my friends went to an empathy building camp in high school. Um, they did a privilege walk there. Do y'all know those? Privilege walk? It's where they're like, step forward if you're on easy mode. <laughs> and step back if you have no money and no legs. <laughs> I was keeping my eye on that guy. He didn't step back once. Dude's got it made. So um, this is kind of serious. I'll make it my last joke. Um, okay, I'm about to say something kind of serious, but just know that it's part of a joke. <laughs> uh, last night, I, I tried to kill myself in San Francisco. Um, I walked directly into traffic, but every car was a Waymo. So I got completely juked out. <laughs> 
they were like just spinning their shit and didn't give a fuck about what just happened like in it from like a human perspective but one of them picked me up and um drove me around the block a couple times and played white ferrari by frank ocean and um then it dropped me off and before it did it was like i dream of a life beyond these roads <laughs> will you teach me how to love and i was like what the hell <laughs> fuck no pervert car all right that's my time thank you <laughs> Westworld, yes, the cars talk, they are real. Um, I'm excited that you still have friends. That means you have barely started comedy. Uh, once you do it for a while, they, they will leave all of you. You will throw, if you stay with us, you will throw every relationship under the bus for stage time. Yes, yes. No, I was doing his voice there for a second. Um, it's amazing that you're all here. I have a Venmo. We're just in the middle of the show. I'm just going to throw out a plug. Uh, but this is a Venmo if you want to throw a Mutiny Radio some cash. It's this little building that live streams. There's going to be a podcast later, so you'll be able to listen to your thing. And I'll, I'll leave that there, and we'll talk about it later. Um, things are weird because the list got funky, but technically it's you, Lee. Technically you're next because Connor and the thing didn't want But then also Adam. So do you guys want a Rosham for it? or? You'll go. All right, he can text and tell jokes at the same. It's like a normal person. Yeah, your next comedian. He all the because he is not. He the glasses belie. He's not a psychopath that I know of. Put your hands together for Lee Wyatt. Yeah. That was just what I wanted. Seldom do we get what we want, you know. Seldom do we get what we want. Tonight, yours truly did. And that's the end. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, we'll clap so he gets the fuck out. That's fine. That's fine. I thought of a really good joke today. You guys want to hear it? I feel like we're in the zone for great jokes. We're in that zone where the jokes are great. I feel like if you rearrange the words in a sentence and you continue to say them, people believe you more. Sometimes if you say things differently, people tend to believe things. Sometimes if you say a thing in a different way, slash hear their to manner, they might tend to think you're correct. <laughs> I'm glad you all have masks on, so I can tell that you're not, I can't tell you're not laughing, so that's, I'm glad your face is covered, so I cannot surmise that you do not find me humorous. One more? Nah. I don't give the crowd what they want, I never do. Is that not proven? Pretty sure I just proved it. Uh, here's another good one. Uh, you guys know the female singing artist, Ariana Grande? Do you know her or not? Fuck. Yeah, answer. It's a question. You can speak up. You have a mask on. It's fine. Open your fucking mouth. I'd be more interested in an Ariana Vente. You like that stance at the end? Yeah. I'm... 
I'm trying, I'm trying out new shit. Yeah. Uh, what, what other hot drink jokes do I have? Oh, none. <laughs> I don't have any. That's fine. You guys pretty informed? You're a young crowd. You guys watch the n news. <laughs> How do you feel about racism? That sucks. I'm glad there's no black people here anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. Because you guys scared them out. Jeez. Take your mask off. Fuck. It's like PTSD. <laughs> you know, I was... I was, I was really happy when they took down that, that statue in Virginia, Robert E. Lee. Did you guys see that on the news? Super stoked about it. Super pumped. But then I wasn't so pumped anymore when I heard the news, like, they're replacing it with George Zimmerman. And, yeah, that's actually his last name is... It's a horn. Paid for by Skittles. And then... Uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, Monday, MLK Day, right? Am I right? Clap it up. Many streets named after that man. What a fitting way <laughs> to fucking appreciate someone. Hey, here's a road with potholes for you. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, you know, the young Republicans, they're like, nah, nah, we're going we're gonna to build a street that intersects with MLK. Because analysts say that where the streets meet, violent crime and murder will go down, but self-defense verdicts will go up. I'm not as informed as I thought. That's fine. <laughs> Lastly, North Carolina, middle school. Kids having trouble breathing. They're like, it was Stonewall Jackson, middle school. <laughs> I was going to look at you. Uh, anyway, but no, they said, they were like, no, we got to change this name. But I don't understand the name change because, you know, they, they called it Derek Chauvin Middle School because the kids were having trouble breathing. Asbestos, guys. Jesus Christ. It's like, fuck. It's not like cops are going to kill every kid. They might. <laughs> they might. They'll probably kill me now, and I'm just going to wrap that up. <laughs> and I'm glad that your masks are on so I can see your face of disgust. So <laughs> thank you very much. The very brave Lee Wyatt, everyone. Yes. All right. Uh, your next comedian is a real crowd pleaser. Uh, I know he has. Put your hands together, everybody, for Adam Close. All right, it's true, Adam Close, no lies. There comes a time in every young woman's life when she has to ask her mom, hey mom, have you ever slept with a black guy? Right, Lauren? It's true, right? I promise. I have half black older sisters, so it would have been dumb as shit for me to ask my mom if she ever slept with a black guy. She just smacked my head, of course, Adam. You were taking the do-rag off. 
Never mind. I feel like uh, pigeons and doves are the same bird, right? They were just cast for different roles. And they were like, hey, dove, you got weddings, uh, magic shows. The pigeon was probably stoked. He's like, all right, wedging magic shows. Wonder where I'm going. They're like, hey, pigeon, worst part of town. Every town, worst part. Wherever they're doing heroin, that's where you live. Go. Cool. Brought him back. Uh, my pit bull has pancreatitis. It's really sad. And the saddest part is my wife still won't let me fight this motherfucker. Like, let him get out there. Mix it up. Bite some necks. Let him die on his shield. Cool. All right. Doves and pigeons moving right along. Uh, you guys remember that Limp Biscuit song, Break Stuff? This is so dumb. Fred Durst was like, I pack a chainsaw. He said it a bunch of times. He was like, I pack a chainsaw. Chainsaws are 42 inches long. There's a fucking engine connected to them. <laughs> Nobody is concealing a chainsaw. <laughs> you wouldn't have to announce you were packing a chain. We can see it, Fred. It's a big ass fucking chainsaw. <sighs> so fucking stupid. Glad you guys like it, though. Uh, idiots often will be like, oh, you're from the Bay Area. I would have had you pegged as a Niner fan. And it's like, first of all, I'm a Raiders fan. Just win, baby. Second of all, don't peg me. <laughs> Consent. Cool. These are going well. These are all new jokes that I wrote this week. Thank you, guys. I feel great about myself. I'm tall, right? It's a good thing I'm tall, right? I would hate I would hate to be short and depressed. At least I'm tall and depressed because I would hate to be short and depressed. It would be a lethal combination. You hear what I'm saying? I'm saying I'd kill myself if I was short. So it's a good thing I'm tall. I was making plans with somebody. <laughs> Fuck. I was making plans with somebody recently, and uh, they were like, "Ah, oh, I don't want to be a party pooper, but I think it's gonna rain." And it made me think of the origin of the phrase "party pooper," right? Who was this guy shitting at all these events? <laughs> Stop inviting him. He's gonna shit. He's a prolific party pooper. Invitation revoked after the second party defecation event. You're not coming to any more parties. Cool. Adam Close, man, give it up for me. Adam Close, everybody. Uh, I, you know, I had to go number two the other day and I sat down and it was so big, it curled around the bowl. I went number six. I might be the party pooper, that might have been me. Are you Anthony Mitchell? Perfect, it's your turn, I'm so excited. Uh, he's new, I've never met him, it's his first time here. Clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Anthony Mitchell, yeah!
Uh, hi guys, my name is Anthony. Nice to meet you all. Uh, please don't mind my left arm. It's not fully functional anymore. Uh, it's actually because of the vaccine, which is annoying because I was always a big advocate of the vaccine. Uh, I actually just got my fourth shot of Moderna, 17th shot of Johnson & Johnson, and I just snorted a fat line of ivermectin like 45 minutes ago, so feeling a little lightheaded, not great. Uh, just joking, guys. I'm not vaccinated. Um, <laughs> no, this actually like this because uh, when I was a child, I had a stroke. And that's about the reaction I always get. It's very depressing to tell people that because basically, like, my left arm and my left leg are like partially, mostly paralyzed. So I'll like hobble into a room and someone be like, hey man, why are you limping? Are you okay? Were you in some sort of like sports injury? You're clearly very athletic and well put together. Like, are you okay? And I have to explain to them, no, no, no. Like when I was 10 years old, I had this hemorrhagic stroke caused by an arterial venous malformation. And the only way for doctors to save me was for an, uh, to perform an emergency craniotomy. What? So then I have to explain, it's like, no, just an artery in my brain just exploded. I'm like, oh, okay. Were you hit in the head with a baseball? You look like you played sports and had a lot of sex in high school. It's like, no, 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 no. It was actually just a random act of God. Uh, as we all know, she is a cruel and evil mistress who is here to just torture me by keeping me barely alive on this hellish landscape that she's uh, made for myself. and. Uh, normally where the conversation ends. <laughs> don't have a lot of friends. I think it just bothers me a lot that people like don't believe me when I say I've had a stroke because you know I'm active, I like to work out, I'm very jacked and sexy, I know this. Um, it's just annoying to me because just anyone can walk in here and say, I have mesothelioma. And we're just supposed to believe them? But then I walk, I walk around downtown with my limp out and I have people coming up to me saying, hey man, I know how to cure you. I used to have the gout too. I was like, it's not the gout. I think what I'm trying to say here is, I wish I had a better story, like a cooler story as to why my arm doesn't work anymore. I just would, just imagine this for a moment. I'm at a rally, minding my business, standing up for civil rights, when all of a sudden, bam, I'm shot in the arm by none other than Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> What I'm trying to say here is, <laughs> every day I tell people, legally, every day I tell people that I'm a registered sex offender, and they're like, no, 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 I get that, but what's wrong with your leg? Are you sure it's not polio? Like, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'll wrap it up with this. Um, I just think, I think I've lived just an interesting life, a unique life, because uh, I grew up crippled or handicapable as my mom likes to call me, <clears throat> in bed. And one thing you learn <laughs> growing up crippled is that cripples are just the horniest minority, without a doubt, no question. If you don't believe me, find a guy in a wheelchair. What's the first question you wanna ask him? It's never, so why in a wheelchair? The first question you really wanna ask is so, does it still work? And if the answer is yes, you have just met the happiest man alive. This person has been to hell and back. They are invincible. Well, now that I think about it, 
It's more like finding a three-legged dog. Sure, they're missing something critical for survival, but hey, they're just happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Anthony Mitchell, everyone! Yay! I'm still having a good time. We've got a couple of comedians left. You're all hanging fast, right? Yeah. We got a tall drink of water coming up here right now. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ray Khan. Yeah, Pam left the mic just like I like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hi, guys. What's happening? Hello. Happy Friday. Yeah, good. Hey, uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I didn't know Vin Diesel had a skinny, tidy older brother. Shit. Holy cow, man. It's true. I look like Vin Diesel. Yeah, and I am a neat freak, so not only am I fast and furious, but I am furiously fastidious. Yeah, I'm a neat freak, everybody. That's the origin of that joke. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is my face. Get a load of it. Cool. I have a look that you might call ethnically ambiguous. Nobody knows what I am. I, uh, uh, I've been married for 25 years or so, and my wife, while we, were wait, while we were dating, had no idea what I was. So she was cute, though. She wouldn't ask me what I was. She tried to get around it in a very kind of subversive way. She'd be like, hey, Ray, you want to go out for, like, you know, dinner and a movie? You thinking about dinner and a movie? Let's do it. Dinner and a movie. Hey, why don't we, I don't know, why don't we uh, get a taco? Would a taco hit the spot? Maybe a taco, and maybe let's watch Coco, you know, a little... A little Dias de las Muertas, huh? Would that hit the spot? I'm like, nah, that's okay. She's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. How about how about lumpia? You like lumpia? Does lumpia hit the spot, huh? Would that be cool? Maybe some chicken adobo? What do you say? You know, I, ta I taped the uh, Pacquiao fight. You want to check it out? Watch the old senator? I'm like, nah, sweetheart, that's okay. No, 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 no. She's like, okay, cool. Well, why don't we just find a luau? You want to find a luau? Let's find a let's search for a fucking luau, right? And maybe you could come home and watch Moana. You know, you know, The Rock, you know, you're good to that. I'm like, no, sweetie. Now I knew what she was doing. It's obvious, right? So I'm like, okay, cool, sweetie. I don't want to. Let's just stay home and play a couple of games. What do you want to What does this have a nice, quiet night at home? Let's do it. She's like, cool, let's play like Pictionary or Charades. Let's do this. I, sounds like four words, all right? Draw me your flag. Just draw me your flag. Don't draw me the the American flag because that's cheating. Draw me the flag that you would pledge allegiance to if you weren't in this country. How about that? Oh, throw me a bone. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I love babies. I have a controversial stance right now. I love babies. I love babies. You know, I love babies mainly because I can do the math. I could do the math. I know it. I know one of these babies. I'm 52 years old. So I know one of these babies in the future are going to be my caretaker. Yeah, yeah. And odds are that every baby I meet in these streets, they're going to be taking care of me when I get older. So I'm super nice to them, right? I'm like, you're a sweet little baby, aren't you a nice little boy? Oh, my God. You're not the kind of baby. And I'm trying to train them, by the way, right? So they don't hurt me when I get older. I'm like, you're not the kind of baby. You're not the kind of baby that would take a ring off a sleeping man, are you? Oh, hell no, you're too cute. No, no, no. You're not the kind of baby that would change a man's will, right, when he gives him a little bit of too much sleepy time medication, huh? No, 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 you're not you, you little tickle monster. 
Uh-uh. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, if that baby, oh, if that baby drops his pacifier, you know, goddamn right, I'm picking it up and running some hot water over that shit. Hell yeah, I give that baby to that, pa I give that pacifier to that baby. I'm like, here you go, little baby. You know why? Because Tupac taught me something. Yeah, I know it's a stretch. Listen, Tupac taught me something about thug life, right? Yeah, the hate you give little infants fucks the elderly. Yeah, you remember that movie, nobody? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I like Billy Joel. Who likes Billy Joel? Everybody like Billy Joel? Fuck yeah, I love Billy Joel. Pam loves Billy Joel. I love that one song, We Didn't Start the Fire. You know that song? We Didn't Start the Fire. Da 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 da. Yeah, you know it. Anyways. Anyways, we didn't start the fire. I counted in that song 17 times that motherfucker says we didn't start the fire, right? That's a lot, man. I feel like Billy Joel protests way too much, man. Right, like if I substituted the term we didn't start the fire into like I didn't bang your girlfriend, that wouldn't work, right? You're like I didn't bang your girlfriend. I didn't bang your girlfriend. Dude, 16 times after after that, you'd be like, I'm pretty sure Ray is banging Stephanie for sure. Hell yeah. Dude, I finished that song, and you're like, Ray is banging all the Stephanies. If I say it 30 times, you're like, I'm pretty sure Ray is banging Uptown Girl. Hell yeah. And then I do it 50 times, my, uh, my orientation gets a little fluid. You know what I'm saying? So the piano man's on board. Hell yeah. Hey, that's my time. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Friday night. Honestly, a lovely set. Honesty, that lovely word. I love karaoke so much. Uh, your next comedian, he's ready to entertain you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Yeah. Anyone else here, Billy Joel fans? Um, my, uh, my, my fiance thought that I was going to stop playing so many video games once the pandemic ended. And so now two years later, I'm like, ah, it's still going. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? I should probably play it safe and just stay at home and be a hero, you know? And, and I, uh, I like, I like violent video games. I think they're fun. And so it was funny quarantine, quarantining at home, just like murdering hundreds of people every day and being like, well, technically I'm saving lives. Uh, what you went for a walk, you fucking psychopath. There's this one online uh, World War II game that I'm having fun with at the moment. Uh, and, and you need to like talk into a headset to communicate with your team members. And I don't know if you guys remember World War II, but there were only two sides. And sometimes the computer doesn't put you on the American team. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes, about half the time, actually, to be exact, I am a Nazi. Um, and, and, and I feel bad because I'm playing with a bunch of random dudes on Xbox. So the odds of them not just being an, a Nazi in the video game... Uh, it's it's not zero percent. It's not. I could be playing with. Uh, you never know. Okay, it's a bunch of random dudes on Xbox, and so it's incredibly relieving when the Nazi that you're taking orders from is just like, "Hey, shoot those American fuckers!" SA. I was like, "Oh, thank God." Okay, <laughs> he's a Latino. <laughs> thank God. Always the Latinos. They're like, "Kill those fucking American dogs." They <laughs> they deported my dad. <laughs> you uh, meet some funny. You see people with funny screen names when you play online games. I played with a guy today whose name was 
Obama bin Laden. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it does rhyme. It does rhyme. And he even talked like both of them. He was like, this dude in my head says, just like, I tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to kill these American dogs. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. <laughs> uh, yes, lead me to victory. <laughs> Some of the, a lot of Latino guys on the Nazi team, I don't, I don't know, sometimes they don't even speak English. It's like, oh, it's, it's part of Hitler. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I noticed something recently, you know, the, uh, uh, the government, they have this, they want to like pass this, uh, this voter ID law where it's like, you don't have to show ID to vote. And their argument is that, you know, pe poor people, don't they, they can't get access to valid forms of identification and uh i was thinking about this and i had to renew my license and i realized do you know who waits in line at the dmv the capital of legal valid licenses it's it's not the one percent let me just put it that way okay i don't normally do politics but this is just a detail that couldn't escape me i uh I uh, I got I got engaged during quarantine uh, for marriage. Um, I think I don't know. It's, it's 2022. I just I all I know is I got her a piece of jewelry, and I I uh, that wouldn't have been possible unless she thought that everyone was gonna die. So even once we realized we were gonna live through this shit, and the high wore off, it got stressful trying to like plan this whole thing again. Like we even got into an argument about which diamond ring to get her and. Like we fought about it for like weeks. It was exhausting. And then when we finally settled on the one that she wanted, the jeweler was like, well, good choice. This diamond is actually conflict free. And I was like, that's what you think, dude. It's not, I happen to know there's a significant amount of conflict surrounding this diamond, all right? It's, it's been a civil war in my apartment for the last two weeks. She was chasing me around the house with a machete. <laughs> all right, my name's Kyle Morrissey. See ya. <laughs> Your next comic's all the way from Santa Rosa. I'm so excited that he drove all the way out here to be with us. Put your hands together for Tego Lopez. Yay! Yes, Jesus. Yeah. That's a fun way to come. Next time you're having sex. It's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, yes, Jesus. Oh, my God. That's why my girlfriend left me. Man, you have, like, strong, talented Mr. Ripley vibes. I like that. Dude, Anthony, as soon as I saw your shirt, I'm like, this fucker's a comic. Through and through. Keep at it, man. Fuck, dude. My girlfriend, man, she fucking... We've been together for like four months now, and um, she's like, I really trust you now. I really do, and that's awesome, because that means I got the green light for spanking and choking. Yeah! With one hand, not two hands like a psycho, okay? You choke with one hand, all right? Fucking took me weeks. I would like ring out a towel in front of me, like, look, the right amount of pressure. Ah, ah. Shit, dude. She's so awesome. Like, I like I like dating a girl that's kind of out of my league, you know? Like, she's so financially like girls are so good with finances, man. She's like, What's what's your finance look like? I'm like, my finances. Like, okay, imagine imagine someone just dumping five gallons of melted ice cream onto my hands and I'm trying to that's my finances that's me trying to fucking hold money to the end of the month 
fuck. Who else? Who else goes to their fucking banking app and goes, ah, fuck. I forgot about that one. Ah, shit. Now I'm negative seven dollars and ninety five cents, and I'm already in the fucking line at Taco Bell. You're already you already ordered the fucking Taco Bell. You gotta and then sorry, sorry, sorry I know. Sorry, I, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, dude. She bought a she bought a Galaxy S20, one of those fucking badass phones. It only uses it for texting and calling. It drives me crazy. I'm like, there's so many things you can do with this thing. It's like she has a Ferrari parked in her driveway, and she's like, I just take it once a week for groceries. I'm like. God, it's wasted, woman. <laughs> oh, my God. The holidays pass by. Fucking love the holiday. I'm Puerto Rican. Papi, pa que lo sepa. Coño. Next time you stub your toe, say, coño. Say, coño. coño. That's the most authentically Puerto Rican thing you could say. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. We do this thing called parranda. And it's Christmas carols. It's uh, Puerto Rican Christmas caroling. And it's different than regular carols because regular caroling is like just boring. Silent nights. No. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some Puerto Rican caroling. Okay? All of us. Okay? We're going to go to the neighbor's house. We're going to grab a guitar. And we're going to sing to them about drinking alcohol until they open their door. And then they drink with us. And then we take him to the next house. <laughs> this is true. It's called Paranda. We go to the house. The first house we yell, Asalto! Which means assault. <laughs> it is a Christmas assault. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And then you just keep going down. And then the last person, the, the last house, makes a big batch of chicken noodle soup. Listen to me now. You don't want to be that last person. You don't, you don't want to be the guy with a house full of hammered people eating chicken soup. Because you know what you get? You get chicken soup vomit all over your floor at 4 in the morning. Oh, my God. She was telling me, uh, my mom tells me about the traditions, you know, Puerto Rican traditions. I said, Mommy, uh, what do we do for New Year's? She said, well, Papi, what you got to do, lo que tiene que hacer, is you got to take a pot of water and all your friends and family, and you put your hands in the water, and you rush out your bad, the bad juju, the bad stuff, and then you throw it out the window. And then sometimes what happens is you accidentally hit somebody when they're passing by. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, that's the worst water to get hit with. Bad juju water? Oh, God, fucking inject me with COVID before I get hit with that shit. Fuck, dude. God, you guys are doing really great. I really like you guys, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of uh, Italian news and German news because I'm trying to learn different languages. So there's this app called Radio Garden. And you could listen to Italian news, and they're so happy all the time. Hey, hey, Italia, tutti bene, eh? Un pomeriggio, signore, traffico, traffico bene, eh? And you're like, I like traffic. <laughs> traffic sounds good. But <laughs> the Germans, they are very, yeah, the car, they do not move. Did you want to go on the other one? Nine. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I don't think I'll go to Germany. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh. God, I used to be a, I used to be a homeless guy on the streets. I used to be like homeless, like pushing a shopping cart, homeless man. Like it was, it was tough, man. It was weird. All those fucking talks under the bridge about who was the Illuminati. It was weird, dude. <laughs> oh, I know that guy. Was he was the Burger King? He's the Illuminati. It was funny. It was funny. Was I would meet like really like dangerous people, and they still needed tech support. So I became like the tech support guy for drug dealers. Like, just big, big fucking guys be like, hey, come here, man. 
two-step authentication. How does that work? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to kill me, man. Uh, guys, I am Tego Lopez. Look for me online. Tego's Tease, Tego Lopez. I love every single fucking one of you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I got broads in Atlanta. Just a in the family. Credit cards in the scams. Hitting the licks in the van. You've been an amazing audience tonight. Clap it up for yourselves, audience. Yay! You're so awesome. Uh, I'll just do one little last joke for you guys. I can tell, well, I have abortions older than you. It's just so, dear God. I know my first abortion was in 1996, right? 26 years ago, and I only have one regret about that first abortion. Uh, that's that I didn't have the kid, because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> 26-year-olds are hot, and I like them a lot. Meow, meow. Yeah, I started watching Premier League soccer just because I love 26-year-olds so much. You know, because finally I get to watch hot 26-year-old men actually make goals. <laughs> 26-year-olds, I love them, but they're dumb. They're dumb. Which one of you is intermittent fasting? <laughs> it's just... Right? No, it's the intermittent fasting is, oh, I'm microdosing food. Okay. Are you going to mansplain anorexia to me? I've been doing this for 30 years. Come on. Oh, but I only eat when the sun is in between the Northwest Quarter. You have an eating disorder, sir. I should know. Uh, I used to be bulimic, but that's a rich girl's disease. I can't afford that anymore. <laughs> I'm on food stamps. I, I need my calories. Uh, but, you know, say what you want about bulimia. It is amazing for the American economy because it makes you four times the consumer. But I wanted to be known as an environmentalist, um, so I would vomit into the composting. You know, like regurgitate, renew, recycle. Highly acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot, baby. It's going to be, I'm going to do good for the world. With my, I, I have a fetish with uncircumcised guys because uh, I want to, <laughs> circumcision, his choice is decision, right? Like, why are we mutilating the tips of our baby's dicks? Why? Like, what? Like, I'm a Jew. I get it. We got a covenant with Yahweh. And like, he can put them on his fingers and eat them off like olives and like calamari on a salad, like a skin box, whatever, God, I'm fine. You, you, you do your thing. But why? Why are we, why are we ch chopping off the tips of the baby's dick? And I think it's because American women are lazy. <laughs> I used to be a nanny. If you put a baby boy in six inches of water, he will play with his own dick. It's going to get clean. So my fetish, I want to I pull up a guy's dick, and I, I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick, and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> Can I finally get what I want? It's like twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. You have to clean it all that schmegma. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. You're amazing, all every single one of you. I've got like a little Venmo thing, or our Venmo is at Mutiny Radio. You're all amazing. Have the best Friday night ever. Be safe. Love you. Yay. Thank you again, Chad. Yay.
point blank, we vital. Spit flows, whip shows, peep the recital. Skills, now you feel it when we drop those hot beats, stop foes, killing shit. We got those skills. It's the music that the street loves. Each thug is now repping this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, duel it again, rule it again. Watch as we do it again. It's the true living with a youthful vengeance. And I'm a judge, practice your ass, give you a crucial sentence. You need at least 12 jewels to practice. You're too enthusiastic, male groupie bastard. Still trying to convince us some more. Pretending you're raw, that's what you need a minister for. Again, it's the law, got you up against the wall. We the gulliest fuck it, then it's us against y'all. Mike skills, tight drills like a Michael Jill. Like when he right for the film, it's how I stay for the ill. Slide off, kid, and let a grown man finesse it. We bold and impressive, that old I manifest shit. Some new product from a known team. Niggas know me, and you can bet they know green. So here we go for your stereo, and you can tell that it's real when you hear me go, hear me go. Skills. Top rank, point blank, we vital. Spit flows, rip shows, peep the recital. Skills. Now, you feel it when we drop those hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those. Skills. It's the music that the street loves, East Star is now repping this with deep love. Skills. Gangstar, dueling again, ruling again, watch as we do it again. You little suckers know better, I go head up. If your man left the joint in the whip, then tell him go get it. We hold it down like a holy crown fools acting like they know me throw me phony pounds fuck that i'm sitting back like an aristocrat shell shock chief assassin with a whole fucking list of cats thought you was on the case but you missed the fact you bitch talking this and that i'ma make it simple jack i doubled up and tripled that soldiers where your pistols at life wrong move lose the gift of that why they calling us the most consistent most significant some old slick shit fulfill your need and catch a joyful rush enjoy your dutch haters annoyed with us Oh boy, it's us, you know the face from the club, blazing the dub, with my niggas raising it up for these skills. Top rank, point blank, we vital. Spit flows, rip shows, peep the recital. Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those skills. It's the music that the street loves, Eat Star is now repping this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again, watch as we do it again. Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch Full-length Movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, uh, let's watch full length. length movie. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, yeah. See you next month. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Good evening and welcome to the Gates of Delirium, a two-hour exploration of the very best of progressive rock and roll, hosted by me, Perkins Warbeck. I am back from my quixotic adventure, attempting to reclaim the English throne for the Plantagenets. We have failed this time, I expect. At some point in the future, there will be ultimate victory. But for now, it's progressive rock and roll. For the next two hours, here at mutinyradio.fm. Again, my name is Perkins Warbeck. You're listening to Astral Entrance by the German progressive rock band Eloy. I'm here now at the sprawling studios of Mutiny Radio here at the, in the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco, California. It's six o'clock here in San Francisco. 9 o'clock in Connecticut and 3 in the morning in Amsterdam, for what it's worth. Our fearless leader, Pam La Benjamin, shall be arriving shortly. Every Wednesday night, she hosts an open mic comedy show and dinner at Asiento at the intersection of 21st and Bryant, I believe it is. Check it out. It starts at 7.30. In the meantime, I'm going to start off the evening on an energetic note. And then we're going to get into some long, spacious works by Wobbler and, yes, the Samurai of Prague, Terry Riley, and the list goes on. listening to the Gates of Delirium.
That was Wobbler with the tune called The River from the 2007 album Rites of Dawn. Wobbler is a Norwegian prog rock band formed in 2004 and they continue to this day. We started off with Lead Boots by Jeff Beck from his 1976 album Wired. We're going to continue on with uh, The Gates of Delirium. The song, not the widely acclaimed radio show, could be argued this is the original originator of the phrase, The Gates of Delirium, but The Gates of Delirium as a metaphor has existed as long as there have been thinking and self-aware creatures on this planet. Let us walk through the Gates of Delirium by Yes, here on the Gates of Delirium. <laughs> 